Hi everybody, this is Bina007 back for another 10 minute movie review and today I'm finishing off the trilogy of reviews I've done recently on major Oscar nominated movies. So along with The Revenant and The Big Short we have Spotlight which in its own way was as harrowing for me as The Revenant and far more personal because it asks really powerful and disturbing questions about the institutions in which we put our faith, some of them literally for those of us who are Catholic. It's called Spotlight because that is the name of the investigative journalism unit that is part of the Boston Globe that formed the really groundbreaking investigation into the cases of child sex abuse within Boston in 2001. So at the time, the case of Father Gagan had come out, so people knew that there had been a priest who had abused his position so profoundly in molesting these small children. What What's really horrific for those of us who know about the Catholic Church and the way in which it operates is that the way in which we view priests is that they are really the face of God in the community. You know, when they're performing the act of communion, it's not just symbolic that they give you the, the wafer for the body of Christ, but it's an act of transubstantiation. The, these people can perform miracles every Sunday, every day. And so they have ultimate authority. And especially when you're a small child raised in the faith, you know, it just makes that preying on these children even worse. And I mean preying as in a predator, because you're abusing them physically and spiritually, as, as one of the characters in the film says. So the case of Father Gagan had come out in 2001, but I think it still was being played in the press and amongst the community as one of a few bad apples. So a few cases of abuse in an institution that was fundamentally good and meant well, and that, okay, it had gone on longer and maybe had been covered up, but this wasn't anything systematic. What was groundbreaking about the Boston Globe's investigation is that it uncovered the fact that every single institution of state in Boston, so the police, the judiciary, the legal system, the press, had come together to cover up systematic child abuse and enable the Catholic Church to refuse to bring these priests to justice, but instead just to move them around from parish to parish so that they could abuse again. And I think it exposed this awful conflation that the church can have between canon law and criminal law and that just because you believe in redemption and forgiveness and spiritual healing does not mean that these people should be sheltered from feeling the impacts of the law because it means that children are not safe in the community. So it's 2001, the case of Father Gagan has come out. One might ask why the Boston Globe has not conducted this investigative journalism before. And I guess that that's what makes this film even more interesting is that it's not just the case of a couple of righteous reporters uncovering evil, as in the case of all the president's men. It is a case of reporters asking themselves questions about how complicit are we in our community of turning a blind eye, of saying that we don't want to put off our Catholic readers, we don't want to be picketed by Catholics outside of our office. How much is it people who have gone to school with the senior people in the church and have been taught in the schools that are under question, not wanting to bring them into a bad reputation? 
So it's about the way in which a society can tacitly turn a blind eye and let abuse go on. And so even if you're not interested in the case of Catholic child sex abuse, I think what makes this film interesting is for all of us, it tells us how dangerous it is to be complacent in your social circle and not question what is going on and why. The catalyst for doing that questioning is actually the appointment of a new editor to the newspaper called Marty Barron, played by Lee Schreiber. Incredibly enigmatic. We're never quite sure of his motivation. Is he just a guy brought in by corporate to cut jobs? Is he really committed to long-term investigative journalism? But he's an outsider to Boston. He's an outsider to the Catholic Church. And he tells the Spotlight team, drop what you're doing. I want you on this case. And so you then see this team uh, played by Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams. It's it's a great cast going out into the community and trying to figure out what happened. They are helped by a lawyer played by Stanley Tucci called Mitchell Garabedian, who is taking up the cases of these kids who have now come forward and are now going to try and get some kind of justice from the church. He's this incredibly busy, angry man. He knows he's up against it. He's got these these myriad of cases he's struggling to keep up with. And they also, the Spotlight team, meet up with another lawyer, again, really fascinating character, played by Billy Crudup, this lawyer called Eric McLeish, who it turns out has been complicit in helping the church kind of do these private out-of-court settlements that kept everything very hush-hush and, of course, meant the victims had to sign a confidentiality agreement so nothing got out. But what's interesting is is that as they try and pick back through the 1980s and 70s and 60s, they realise that at various points in that history, people had tried to bring this story to the globe and it had been suppressed. So again, it's, it's the who is to blame, how far can we detach ourselves story. I think, as I said before, this movie is important. I think it's kind of in a way amazing we haven't seen more movies about this. It's incredibly well acted. It's a wonderful case of a great ensemble cast, actually. It's not that there's one standout performance, although I really did like Lee Schreiber, but in general, it's just a really solid piece of acting. I also love the production design of this film. It really puts you back in 2001 and it puts you in an unglamorous world of journalism. You know, people are dressed kind of shabby. They're in overcrowded old-fashioned offices. This is not glamorous. This is not the Washington Post of all the president's men. And it gives you a kind of nostalgia in a way for an era when there was fully funded investigative journalism on newspapers and when newspapers really did have a relationship with their readers, which I guess now in the modern age of media doesn't really exist anymore. One wonders who exactly would be doing this kind of investigative journalism now. And that's as depressing as the scandal that we're investigating, because obviously any future scandals, who's going to be uncovering them? So it's a, it's an earnest film. It's very important. It's very well acted. All I would say is, is I was a little bit disappointed in the direction of this film by Tom McCarthy, who I think was involved with Meet the Parents 2012 and up. And it's not that I'm disappointed in how he's gone about making the film, which I think is so respectful and so it's so compelling. I mean, this this movie goes past in a flash. It's just that in a lot of publicity for this movie, and regardless of the publicity machine, if you think of the great investigative journalism movies, you think of all the president's men. And that's probably like the 10th time I've mentioned it on this podcast. But when you think of that movie, you think of great cinematography. You think of great direction. You think of the way that Alan Pakula used his camera to push in very slowly at key moments of tension 
the way he captured the noise of the newsroom and always showed the ceiling of it created this impression of this sort of embattled fortress place in the heart of, of corruption. I suppose the Boston Globe, of course, is a very different case, but I didn't feel that this was a movie that had any kind of visual flair to it whatsoever. And I often say when I'm reviewing these films, you must really try and make an effort to go and watch this at the cinema. I don't think this is one of those movies you could easily watch it on TV. So it's what I would call workmanlike direction. And it takes what should be a truly great movie back down to just a good movie because it's not using the cinematic palette in the way in which it could be, even though cast, crew, script, everything is fantastic. So Spotlight, very disturbing, rightfully so, really left me feeling sickened, gave me lots of provocative questions about institutional power and how complicit we all are in turning a blind eye. I mean, fascinating filmmaking from that perspective. Not a work of visual genius. <laughs> you have to go see The Revenant for that, but nonetheless worth viewing but potentially waiting for DVD. So if you've seen Spotlight and agree or disagree with my take, please feel free to leave a comment on the blog at beena007.com. You can tweet me at beena007. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Guys, I'm really sorry. I am. I don't have any time to talk Mr. right now, McLeish, but if you call my assistant... We have reason to believe that there are allegations against as many as 87 priests in Boston. I can't talk to you about that. Does that number sound right to you? you got to be kidding me. I just told you I don't have time for this crap right Eric. now. How many priests did you settle? Robbie, you know, I can't tell you that. You're going to give me the names and the names of their victims. Are you threatening me? We've got two stories here. We've got a story about degenerate clergy, and we've got a story about a bunch of lawyers turning child abuse into a cottage industry. Now, which story do you want us to write? Because we're writing one of them. Spotlight has a running time of 128 minutes and is rated R. The movie is still in the midst of being rolled out in its global release. It was released last year in the USA and Canada. It was released um, in January in Brazil, Thailand, Mexico, Israel, Singapore, France, Australia, Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Finland, the UK, Ireland this weekend. So you can already go out and see it in those countries. It's going to be released on February 11th in Philippines, Argentina, Chile, Hong Kong, Russia and Sweden. It's going to be released on February 18th in Indonesia, Croatia, Hungary, Italy, Bulgaria, Estonia, Lithuania and Venezuela. It will be released on February 25th in Germany, Denmark and Greece, March 11th in Norway, Cambodia April 8th and finally in Japan on April 15th.